After Christmas, Father Kyle and I had a chance to take the whole week off, and we canceled everything, we closed the office, and we took some time away. It was awesome. <laughs> I used that week to, to head up to Michigan. Yeah, that's the best thing to do in the middle of December, at the end of December, is go to Michigan. But I went up there to go to a conference, and it was called the Encounter Conference. And it was this whole week of praising the Lord and, and learning how we can grow in the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it is very hard for me right now to put into words what God did for me at this conference. But I wanted to at least try to do my best to share my testimony with all of you. Because I'm serious when I say this. I got zapped. Zapped by the Holy Spirit. I was baptized with the Holy Spirit. In our gospel this Sunday, God tells John the Baptist, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I want to get to unpacking that scripture, but first, let me tell you what happened to me. It was the last day of the conference, and it was the last talk. It was scheduled for 8 p.m. on a Friday night. And it had been already a very, very long week up to this point. It was filled with lots and lots of great talks. And me and my priest friend, we were feeling kind of anxious to hit the road because we were planning on driving three hours that night, Friday night, to get to Toledo and, and stay at an Airbnb. And we were like kind of done. We were, we were ready. We were ready to kind of move on. And I share this with you because I want to make it clear that I went into this last session of the conference not expecting anything. Not a lot. I was not hyping myself up for any kind of emotional religious experience. If anything, my friend and I were pretty much ready to get out of there. And we even agreed that we would sit in the back and we'd probably leave early. We were ready to do that. But then the talk started... And eventually, the guy up on the stage started praying over all of us for a fresh release of the fire of the Holy Spirit. And then it happened. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I don't know how to describe it, and this might sound a little bit weird to you. It would have sounded weird to me if I heard a priest get up here and talk about this before this experience. But, like, I just started to laugh. I started to laugh. And then I couldn't really stop laughing. Now, I've heard, I've been at conferences before, and I've heard what they call, like, the Holy Spirit laughter. It's always somewhere in the corner of the, the conference space. And I was the guy who always heard that and thought, that's weird. Somebody has to go and stop them. Get them out of here. That's distracting. But here I was, suddenly kind of just erupting with this bizarre laughter that I couldn't really explain, and I couldn't even really control, or at least I didn't want to control it. It was such a deep and satisfying belly laugh. It came in kind of waves of overwhelming joy, body-quaking joy. It was such a gift. It was a relief, and I didn't earn it. I didn't do anything special to unlock it or produce it. It just sort of happened to me. I told my friends afterward that it felt like I was laughing all of my fear out. It was like I was laughing at everything I was afraid of. 
I laughed at death at one point. I laughed in the face of death. And then in that moment, Father Joe came to mind, and my grandma came to mind, these people that I've lost. And, and in that moment, I had this profound sense that they were okay. More than okay, in fact, because I knew in that moment that whatever joy I was experiencing, they were experiencing even more in heaven, that joy and laughter of heaven. And all my anger and bitterness and frustration just sort of melted away, and I could rest, really rest in the love of God. So much joy, so much peace. I couldn't stop thanking and praising God. My face hurt from smiling. All of this is to say I'd never experienced anything like this before. God knocked me right off my feet. It was amazing. It was surprising. It was beautiful. It changed my outlook on everything. So why do I share this with you all today on this day when we are baptizing two beautiful little children? Well, because whatever graces I received at that conference, I want to give to all of you. I want that to happen in your life. That joy, that knowledge of God's love and closeness, I want it to be poured out into your hearts as well. This gift wasn't just about my relationship with God. It wasn't just for me. It's for the building up of the whole church. It's for my mission as a priest of Jesus Christ. It's the reason that I was sent here to St. Bede. I want you all to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The late Pope Benedict XVI once said this, Christ's entire mission is summed up in this, to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Which brings us back to our gospel this weekend. John the Baptist cries out those extremely familiar words to us, right? Words we hear at every single Mass. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold Him who takes away the sins of the world. Behold Jesus. Why? Because He is the one who will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. Do you know where we find that word baptized for the very first time? Anybody? Maybe you do. Well, it might surprise you that it's not in the Bible, and it's also not even in Jewish or some other religious source. No, we find the word baptize for the very first time in an ancient Greek cookbook. Yes, believe it or not. And it's, it's found in a recipe for pickles. Yup. So you take a cucumber, right, or some other vegetable, and you baptize it. You plunge it, you dunk it, you drown it, you submerge it, you immerse it in the vinegar solution. And after a time, by this process, the vegetable is totally transformed. You can't change. Try all you want. You can't change a pickle back into a cucumber. No. Everyone knows that the transformation is permanent, or as Catholic sacramental theology would say, it is an indelible mark. This is what happens absolutely in our sacramental baptism. And in just a few minutes, these two children will experience this indelible, permanent change through baptism by water and the Holy Spirit. Right now, we got two cucumbers. But in just a few minutes, like very shortly, 
there's a little bit of that Holy Spirit laughter. But very shortly, they will become pickles. Original sin will be washed completely away, and they will be plunged, dunked, immersed into the divine life. They will be transformed from the inside out. They will become children, beloved children of the Most High God. This is what Jesus will do for them today. But it isn't magic. One day, these children will have to come into their own personal assertion of this gift that they are going to receive today. By the grace of God and by the holy efforts of their parents and their grandparents and their godparents and their whole family and this entire community, by all of that effort and grace, all of that will combine and these children will have the chance to one day freely accept Christ into their life and say to him, yes, I believe in you, Lord. I choose you. I trust you. I love you. Sometimes, for whatever reason, that doesn't ever happen for some people. In fact, for a lot of us, maybe, we don't feel like our sacramental baptism makes much of a difference at all in our daily life. Maybe we just think of it as a religious ceremony that that happened a million years ago when we were babies. We don't remember it, and so it doesn't have much impact on us today. And I think this is where... The, the baptism in the Holy Spirit comes in. Because baptism in the Holy Spirit is different than our sacramental baptism by water. But it's intimately connected. You can't, you can't pull them apart. Because the baptism in the Holy Spirit is kind of a stirring up. It's a release of all of those graces that we received at our sacramental baptism as infants, perhaps. Or whenever we receive that sacrament. Raniero Cantalamesa, the guy who preaches to the Pope, once said that the sacrament of baptism is too often a bound or a unreleased sacrament. Why does, he, why does he say that? What does he mean? Well, he means that all of the graces are there. The sacraments always confer grace. Ex opere operato in the Latin. But for whatever reason, sometimes those graces are not tapped into. They're not received by us until some sort of deeper encounter with God occurs. Not until some sort of event happens to us where God becomes much more real. A life-transforming experience of the love of God. This sort of experience has, in some circles anyways, come to be referred to as the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the effects of this sort of event, this deepening, are profound. It brings about a new level of intimacy with the Father. It unlocks a deep, rich friendship with the risen Jesus. It fills our heart with a sense of the wildness and the unpredictability of the Holy Spirit. It emboldens us. There's a brand new zeal and a hunger for Scripture and all of the sacraments, for learning about our faith for sharing the gospel with others, right? We heard the prophet Isaiah say, I'm going to make you a light to all the nations. It it, it fills us with this desire for holiness, and it empowers and equips us to live out a supernatural life for the building up of the church. The Spirit imparts new gifts and new powers that previously would have been humanly impossible. In other words, being baptized in the Spirit 
is nothing less than a release, an unbinding of all of the graces that we were first offered in our sacramental baptism. We can and should pray for that release, that surrender to happen. And it's very easy. As Father Michael Scanlon, the former president of Franciscan University, once put it, it's not something you do. It's something God does for you. Something he has led you to already and merely wishes to complete. So all we have to do is ask and then receive. God is generous. He will show up. Now, he might show up by doing something sort of dramatic, like what happened to me at the encounter conference with, like, that weird laughter. But he also might show up by simply giving you profound peace and just kind of a serenity. Or he might even show up with you feeling absolutely nothing at all. All of these are on the table. Because ultimately, this is not about getting some sort of intense religious buzz. This is not a competition to see who can have the craziest Holy Spirit story. No, we reject that that spirit of competition. No, this is all about each and every person receiving the love of God in order to then be sent out on mission. No matter what God's plan is for us, we can come before him humbly and we can pray for his life to take a deeper hold in us. So if you want that, if you want your sacramental baptism to be unlocked and released in a new way, then I'm going to end this homily today by leading you through this little prayer, and I invite you to repeat after me if you so choose. Okay, let's go. Jesus, I believe that you died for me, and that you want to live inside of me. I give my life to you, and I choose to be your disciple. I want to belong to you from now on. Have your way with me. I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Amen.